Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. For this episode, we are up to chapter 55 of The Way of Kings. That's where we have stopped. I do want to get us warmed up a little bit mm. here. Okay. This, I think this will be a short one because it's not a it's not a hot take or anything. Mm. So this is if you're listening to this super late, this is coming out a little bit after Christmas. For Christmas, one of the things, my mom sent me a very old notebook that I had written and taken notes in when I was in first grade. Oh, interesting. So five or six. Five oh, or six. All right. And and the best thing is, you know, we... we, we Take this out. My partner and I unpack it or see it. Like, oh, let's see what, let's see what uh, young Luke was into. Open it up. Uh-huh. The first thing, very first page, a list of titled things that I like. Wow. Number one on number one on that list, dragons. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying literally nothing has changed. Correct. You're saying if you yes. wrote a list today, it would it would start the same. It what? would start the same. I don't know if it would stay the same. What else is is on that list? Ooh. Okay. The, a couple, a few highlights. Uh huh. Really the list incredibly long, <laughs> crazy, <laughs> insanely long list. I think it's like 140 items long. Oh my god. <laughs> and you can tell pretty early. I just started listing things. <laughs> Well, hold on, though, because you did just say things I like, not like my favorite things, right? Okay. So, like, I could list a lot of things that I like. Number, I don't remember the exact number, but it was around this. Number 24, teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which is... Yeah, okay. which is a good spot for teeth. It's a good spot. Twenty four on the list, pretty high. <laughs> because I mean, yeah, teeth are pretty great. Teeth are teeth are nice. Whales were number two, which I was surprised by. Wait, so your list went dragons and then whales. Dra- dragons, whales. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know where my enjoyment of whales has gone because mm. I haven't thought about whales. In a while. In a long time. Yeah. In a long time. Wow. Well, what was three? Because now I'm starting to starting to wonder if, if number three is going to be like elephants or dinosaurs. <sighs> I don't think that it was. I honestly don't remember. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But it looked <laughs> like the big boys, I guess. I did. I liked one big boy in the sky, one big boy in the sea. Okay. This is really interesting. Because I think first grade is, mm, I'm not going to say the ideal time to get a note from yourself in the past, but at a certain point, and I'm going to say middle school, you don't want any of those notes anymore. And you don't ever want to see them ever. And you hope they all burned in a fire because they're all terrible. And then, right. Cause like, I I think if, if we were to do a graph of like value, for like my writings as as a function of my age. Yes. I think very high in like early elementary school and then we take a deep dive. Mm-hmm. Very low goes for in the negatives. Goes in the negatives high in middle school. school. And high And then school, like yeah. maybe college I'm doing something of worth. Ooh, I'm starting to get worried actually. Does it ever get back up to the level of early elementary school or did we peak early? Okay, so it definitely depends on the person. I'll I'll say that. Yeah, I think we're talking about you and me, Luke. And I'm oh, starting to okay, worry. Okay. I'm starting to worry that my best writing <laughs> is behind me. Okay, you have like, I I don't have it yet, but you have like at least one scientific article. Yeah, but no one's article. gonna read that. <laughs> okay, true. Uh, yeah, I mean. Think yeah, of the enjoyment for sure. that my family gets from my elementary school writings. Pretty high. That's a gift. Yeah, very high. You could gift that for Christmas. <laughs> I can't gift someone a scientific paper for Christmas. No one's going to be excited to get that from me. 
Right. Especially if it's like your. Yeah, if it's something article. that I wrote, like, it's like here's my article. It's like Enjoy. thanks, I guess. Yeah, I think that we have peaked for sure. Oh, oh no. Here, here's what I'll here's what I'll do. Um, when this when this comes out, if you got if you guys follow us on Twitter, I'm gonna post a picture of that page on there. You can see the list. Follow us on Twitter at DC in a BC. And right. you can see you can see Luke's list of all the things that you he can liked. see one through. I don't know. how It's multiple pages. I'll just post the first page. You can see one through like 80 or whatever it is. I love that dragons is number one, though. Luke, young yeah. Luke had his priorities in line and I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, going back a little bit to what you said about our peak writing being behind us. You know whose peak writing is not behind them? Brandon Sanderson. Brandon we're Sanderson. We're segueing. We're segueing. Let's talk. Let's talk Way of Kings mm-hmm. here. Like I said, up to chapter 55. First thing, first thing right off the bat, we learn that Bridge 4 has to go into these chasms as one of their work duties, and everybody hates it. I'm jumping right in. Luke, we're not going to, I'm not giving a summary. I'm jumping right in. Okay. Bridge four is made to go into chasms. And when I first heard this, I was like, oh, this is a dope thing to go do because there's a lot of treasure down there. There's great treasures to be found. But, uh uh-oh, they don't want you taking, they don't want the bridgemen taking any of those treasures for themselves. So they do a, quote, thorough search, which is why everybody hates mm-hmm. it, because it sounds like this is a this is a an airport airport cavity search that they're doing. Um, but Luke, I don't think that these bridgemen have scraped the bottom of the barrel of desperate yet because you could hide some spheres if you wanted to. It's going to take a while for you to retrieve them again. <laughs> but spheres are small enough that you could swallow, right? I I think so. In it my mind, like spheres are like marble sized. <laughs> and let me tell you, first grade Luke might have been writing lists of things that he liked. First grade Daniel was swallowing marbles and putting beads up his nose. <laughs> okay, sure, sure, sure. So, like, some of these corpses definitely have to have spheres on them. Oh, yes, yes. I I get that you're, like, putting something in your mouth that was on a dead body, and that's not really cool. But also, that's money, guys. That is, that is money. The thing that I, that I would say about this Mm -hmm. is that, Aside from the things that Kaladin is doing, like the, you know, buying extra food and, and uh, like, medicine, mm-hmm. I don't think that the bridgemen really have much use for money. Oh, they do, Luke. They're, okay. use, they're, they're spending money on beer and hookers. Right. So, like... You think just more? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Like, the bars still take poop spheres, I'll bet. You just wash it off a little bit. Right, a little rinse. Give it a rinse in the rain bucket. Good to go. Leave it out in the high storm. That's a that's two birds. Right, exactly. Leave it out in the high storm. You get a power wash, and it lights up. Unless, Luke, we're missing something about this world. Unless there's a detail about this world that we've missed... And that is, if a sphere goes through a human body, it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> like very it, possible, very specific, uh, <laughs> like option that could happen that we just haven't seen yet. Right. I'm assuming. I'm assuming we'll get an answer to that. Well, so we, we're, I'm jumping a little bit ahead here, but it's just for for sake of argument. We find out that the king had some weakened spheres put into his armor that, like, cracked really easily. We don't know how those are made. I think they're they're just almost done. Is that the word? 
well done is when they're just they don't have the stormlight in them but you can regenerate them by putting them out in the storm i think these ones like they broke they physically broke okay and so they didn't hold stormlight anymore they cracked so maybe your theory is that these these weak spheres Mm -hmm. in the king's armor yes are, are are poop spheres I think that is a plausible explanation. Not okay. only how someone snuck them in to where they had to get replaced for the king spheres, because you also have to consider what did they do with the ones that were in the armor to begin with? Probably gonna swallow those too. Yeah, obviously. And okay. then it also explains why the bridgemen aren't just like popping down spheres in the chasm, like raisinets. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, one one thing that I want to say that I I don't think will change anything is that the the things in the king's armor were were gems, I think, not spheres. Oh, you're but right. But the same the same concept. Applies, same concept, right? Cause, yeah. Because spheres are just small gems within yes a little glass circle. Exactly. Now I think you're I think you're onto something there. I think that's for sure. I think that. Uh... Well, let's move on. Um, <laughs> speaking of spheres. Mm-hmm. We get some we get some unfortunate revelations here about Kaladin's dad. Ooh, well, turns out he turns out he did steal the spheres. I think that I'm gonna come down on an unpopular position here. Okay, I think I think that him him doing this little maneuver. I think it was bad. Oh, I think it was a bad. I think he's I think he's the bad guy. Oh, that's a hot take, right? I'm assuming. I mean, well, okay. I get... All right. Here's what I'm going to say about this. I don't think you can even necessarily say it was stealing. So I don't think he's bad. And I think this is a, the the standard position that people are going to take is Kaladin's dad mm-hmm. is a good guy. He's like an ups- upstanding member of his community. And he's like trying to do the right thing. I think he's fine. I don't even think you could really say that he stole them because the count that he was like serving was just wasn't like lucid. So like, it's one thing if he snuck in in the middle of the night and took them and clearly the guy wouldn't have given them to him. Mm -hmm. But there is a chance that this is real. There is a chance that the guy would have Signed the paper and been like, yeah, yeah, definitely. You did a good job. Here, take these spheres. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. I th- I think that that's true. That had the I don't know the guy's position, had the the lord or whatever yeah, the yeah. lord been capable, I I think that he would have signed the spheres over. Like I think that it's kind of Im- implied. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. There. Maybe. But I st- I still think you don't. For like, for one, you know that you're like calling this trouble down on yourself. Oh, I think that you have to. Oh, okay. Let, let, let me back up here. Yeah. Of course, Kaladin's dad is a good person, right? Very good person. Ooh, I don't know though. Keep going with your point because I'm starting to get Be- concerned. Like, if you're doing this, you know that it's very suspicious, right? Mm-hmm. It's like obviously gonna be kind of weird. Then you you got a new guy coming in that's gonna be like, ah, that's kind of weird that you signed it over to yourself. <laughs> and I just I don't think that it's worth it. Because mm, okay. I think mm, he's either bad or incompetent is the side I'm coming down on. Oh, interesting. Because you bring up a great point. The circumstances under which he is receiving these fears, you've got to know everyone's going to say, like, you shouldn't have all those, right? you got to know everyone's going to be suspicious and envious of you. And um, actually, it could also be pride. Right. He thinks that he is smart enough to be able to get away with it. 
I think that might actually be more likely what it is. Is he strikes me as like an interesting kind of pride proud where he like he is confident he's doing the right thing. Mhm. And like, and like others will see that, you mean? Maybe not, but like he's so he's so confident he's doing the right thing, he will like weather any scorn or criticism because of it. Like the other okay. townsfolk are like give us those spheres and he's like, "Oh yeah, take them." Which honestly was a very cool scene, but I think right. The the flip side of confidence is pride. And I think he has like the pride that makes him think he can like outsmart the new lord that comes in to keep him cuz he just has to keep him long enough to send Kaladin to the surgery. But I it doesn't feel super altruistic. Right? It's pretty selfish because he's he's telling Kaladin my son Go get surgery lessons and then never come back. Let's take all the wealth from this local province, give it to you, go to a city, and then just live there. Stay there. Right. Like, does he deserve these? I mean, maybe. Like, maybe there's an argument there. Yeah, I think there's definitely an argument that he deserves them. Yes. Right, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you can make the decision to to have them yeah exactly like there's a difference between deserving something and like like being justified in receiving it or taking it or yeah and taking it yeah that's very true uh and i don't know if we love the fact that he now okay we should also say this the society here sucks right so there is an argument here for like redistribution of wealth for the societal good which like there's an argument to be said that he he should have just killed the lord and taken the spheres and be like oh yeah he was super sick and died but i think barring that i don't know if he's a great a great role model in this respect Mm mm-hmm you know what? I- yeah. So, so I think that there's some there's some questions there. I I do think that it's like what happened is tragic, but I also think that you should be expecting some blowback from doing that. Right. Right. And to be fair, I think he did expect some blowback. I think he just didn't anticipate how bad it was going to be. Because clearly when his sons are being drafted into the military, he's like, I didn't think this would happen. Right. Which also should be said about him. He doesn't really care that. It doesn't seem like he cares that much about his younger son. (laughs) Like he's doing all this for Kaladin to go learn how to do surgery his younger son, he's like, oh, you didn't do surgery very good? You can be a woodworker or whatever the fuck. I don't care. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Oh, you've got a cool rock tine or teen? Is it tine? Uh, I don't know. Tine? We can go tine. All right, let's go tine. You've got, a cool, you've got a cool rock tine? I don't care. I've got my fingers in somebody's stomach right now. Go play outside. We have no, yeah, we have no no stomach for art here no here's the thing that i am wondering about now that we're talking about this and you might not be able to comment on because i anticipate it will show up at some point but what what is kaladin's dad doing with all these spheres now that kaladin's gone because like he suddenly has a lot of money that he's definitely not spending on sending his son to learn how to be a surgeon. Does right. he, does he, is it time to give it back? Like, hey, I know <laughs> he had a bit of a misunderstanding. Man, talk about a win for Rochelle if that happens. <laughs> or, or is he like, you know what? I'm going on vacation. 
and he and his wife <laughs> so, just like buy an rv and travel around the country right so okay so i i i'm gonna comment on this because i don't remember anything about it okay cool i feel like you like okay so he was he was not leaving because he felt this sense of like responsibility for the town yes i feel like that's gone because his sons were taken from him right okay yeah maybe i feel like i'm i'm gonna take that money and go like buy a buy a condo in the suburbs of some cool place sure sure um you know it would have been really cool if he if he just sent the money to cowden in the army anyway so he could like (laughs) not die complex the guy's complex very 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 complex okay let's let's move on from uh from Kaladin's dad i want to i'm gonna bring us to something small Mm -hmm. and this is something kind of about me actually and that's that something about i in my in my advanced age oh yeah sure right uh i've gotten very emotional (laughs) i think we might have the same we might have the same comment here when 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 they give rock this gift of a razor oh actually this was not the moment this was not the moment that got me lovely gift so so thoughtful i teared up a little bit i'll be honest the the one that got me that was a very touching moment the one that got me was when they were like they were like carrying people off of the battlefield and Kaladin was like we're not leaving anyone and his like second in command was like hey we I don't think we can do this and Kaladin was like no we're not leaving anyone and then his right. whole this is these are these are people from other bridge yeah bridge. yeah and then his whole squad was like yeah all right cool we're down and then everybody just did it it was like incredible <laughs> yeah yeah that so, was a good one too uh, so we loved too. it some good moments in this book or in this in this section the okay i i have a question about the soul casters one of the materials you can turn things into is blood right right whose blood is that (laughs) sorry whose blood did we make okay good question because is it like artificial blood or like someone's blood okay it's if it's artificial blood it's not blood right like blood comes blood by its nature comes from a living creature now i am assuming just for convenience sake this is human blood Mm-hmm. And not some like cow or or uh, axe hound somewhere that the blood is being taken from. So there's human... right because it's very different. Mm-hmm. So this is human blood that these objects are being turned into. Presumably, it's got DNA. Ooh, whose blood is this? You know, okay. I have a different. I have I have a note later that I want to bring it up here. Yeah, go for it. And that's that in one of these one of these interludes, mm-hmm. there's a couple ardents doing some research that I was genuinely interested in. Y- yeah, likewise. And I and I and I think that uh, this would be the next. This this might supersede that because I feel like that's important research. I think that's we... got to be answering some questions that like Yasna is trying to find out. I think we desperately need to know whose blood this is because there are some dramatically terrible things, if you think about it, that this could be. The first question is, is it all the same person's blood? Because if that's the case, people are dying when you turn things into blood. Like, they're they're losing that. that that's disappearing from their body. Right, suddenly. It's very rapidly. And so, <laughs> like, you, you need to know the consequences. You can't go around willy-nilly making stuff blood if you're going to be killing people at the same mm-hmm. time. It's like, you could have right, done smoke. Because, 
you could have done smoke because there's also like to make it easy you could say maybe it's like someone on the battlefield just got stabbed and is losing a lot of blood we're gonna we're gonna take that blood right people are gonna notice that right <laughs> people are like hey do you guys see jeff <laughs> he he got stabbed real bad but nothing came out i thought that was weird let's yeah. take note of that perhaps there's some spren that stopped the blood flow mm-hmm. yeah okay but this is a good this is a good question um and okay here's the other thing about it if it's not anybody's blood who's who where is this blood coming from because it's like mm-hmm. mythical and magical and there could be some interesting properties to this this blood if it's not just like Ooh. standard human blood like if it's not just somebody right. that's out walking around that suddenly loses a pint if it's not that is it like a dead person's blood like somebody who's died in the past and their blood is like in this big vat of blood somewhere or is it like if it's like taken out right when they die right right but maybe it's like it goes to the spiritual plane when they die i don't know but there's also (laughs) it could be like a herald's blood maybe this is the punishment (gasps) This is the torture. Maybe this is the torture, is that the heralds are, like, having their blood constantly sucked out by people soul casting. I I hate getting my blood taken. (laughs) Okay. So, so this, like, I get why we're shattering the Oath Pact, if this is it. I'm not doing that over and over again. Luke, what what do you mean you hate having your blood taken? You don't like... I like... I don't. I I I I like going to shock when I see it. Oh my gosh, really that's bad. that's really interesting. It's I love pain. it. I like. Gets I like a... faint every time I get blood taken. Oh, I just get goldfish, <laughs> goldfish and a Gatorade. Have a little snack. Uh, see, I'm more of a I'm more of a juice and a cookie kind of guy. Mm, all right, but we're getting off track. I I do think a ton of research to be done because like maybe this is universal donor blood. You know, maybe it's got maybe it's got the antibodies that we're making back the vaccine from who knows we got to figure it out right this blood is important and we need some study on it please Mm -hmm. we need Mm -hmm. to know a little curiosity at least (laughs) thank you thank you for bringing that up um more curiosity kind of in the same vein Mm -hmm. i feel like shallan is ignoring or not ignoring but is not taking these little creatures that she's drawing seriously enough. I think at first, yes, because we've we've kind of seen the consequences of the last instance, right, where she like ran from the library and was pursued by them and like had a nervous breakdown. So that seems like now we're taking them kind of seriously. Okay, yes. I think taking them seriously is probably the wrong the wrong phrasing. I I feel like you find a way to ask Yasna about it. Okay. That doesn't like potentially incriminate you. Yes, you investigate this a lot. This should right. be her top priority in my mind. Right. Okay, okay. Let's 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 pause here because I I do want to acknowledge that she like sees this has a has a freak out is in the hospital and then like gets poisoned and is like out of it yes (laughs) sure so there's not a ton of time between these but but there was a previous event where this happened the very first time and she was like oh that's that's weird (laughs) right the very first time it happened that seems like the opportunity yeah right because this is something where for her whole life she's been able to draw things perfectly from memory she has like a photographic memory and she's drawing the king and suddenly in the background there's one of these creatures she can't see it but she drew it right huge alarms are going off now and to be fair she's like i can't show you this drawing because it's fucked up (laughs) but but that is a like no show him the drawing yep (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I have the like most 
well-known scholar in the realm who could maybe tell me about this. Look what I saw. Show it to Yasna. <laughs> yeah, and this is before. This is before she she stole the soulcaster. So she didn't there wasn't like any suspicion. Exactly. It was literally just like, "Hey, I think I like, saw hey. a demon." <laughs> like, "Hey, I think we might be in a Doctor Who episode. Do you want to investigate this?" Hey, I know you're looking for those void bringers and trying to find out any information on these mythical creatures that people don't know a lot about. But I did, I don't want to interrupt you. I did see <laughs> it, like a vision of a weird creature with a rune for a head. Oh, sorry. I know that might not be related to these <laughs> mythical creatures it's you're probably, investigating. It's probably boring. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> awkward. I'm sorry. Yeah, I... I agree with you 100%. I think huge missed opportunity there after she drew the first one. And I get, okay, she's freaked out. It's It would be very unnerving. And there could be an element of like not wanting to seem weak. So among among graduate students in in our world, there is a common phenomenon where Graduate students will like severely uh, downplay any like mental health problems they might be having because they don't want to seem like the workload is too much. And so this could be the same thing that Shalon is doing is like, uh, I might be having a panic attack, but I'm not going to tell my advisor because I don't want them to think it was because I couldn't handle it. Right. Okay, that's a yeah, that's a good that's a good point. So I that's think fair. I think a little bit of slack. At the same time, she's like planning to steal this soul caster, and so like a little bit of anxiety. It, it's not all from the books, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I agree with you. Some curiosity. Just tell somebody about these things. Yeah. Or just like do a little, do a little, uh, some probing questions to someone. Like, hey, have you ever heard anything about creatures with weird patterns for heads? Uh, you could, you could, you could coach it a little bit. You, you could, could change it. You up could a easily bit, do that, one hundred percent. Those are those are pretty remarkable and like unique. You could, you could figure it out. Well, okay, I, I think that this this lack of curiosity is a bit of theme here. Mm. Caladin is over here draining these these gems left and right uh somehow not dying (laughs) like all the arrows are like framing him there's like an outline of kaladin and arrows on his bridge like can we (laughs) buddy (laughs) he's just really lucky i guess (laughs) yeah questions no, he does have questions, but not he's not like connecting things. I have a feeling like and maybe this is me projecting what I think is happening, but I imagine Kaladin is like, okay, this has something to do with that wind spren that keeps following me around. And maybe that's you know, maybe they're able to help me out. Maybe she's able to to help me out, and that's why things are going so well. Um also so it, it it also seems like Kaladin has the same powers that the white assassin does or at least is like able to do some of the same things because it sounds like he's absorbing the stormlight and like using mm-hmm. that to power himself and at one point the assassin in white says like stormlight helps him heal more quickly so it seems like there's a lot of parallels here and that's like kind of what's happening but i imagine Kaladin is like aware of it just not really it's not really important enough for him to like focus on like he he doesn't really necessarily have control over it it's just like happening to him so he's got like it's other things i see what you're saying that he's busy doing okay that's that's fair at what point if you're taft yeah does it because taft seems to know them something taft seems to at what point is it like irresponsible to not be talking about it there might be like a rule that he can't oh like he's part of some order maybe or like if he tells him that he'll lose all his powers and so teft is like oh i can't he's got to find out on his own (laughs) 
that'd be that'd be a tough rule right okay either that or taft wants him to think he's the luckiest guy alive for some reason oh this is what it is no 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 no, no. i got it i got it i got it i got it, I got it. every night there is a poker game that happens and Teft has been taking advantage of the fact that Kaladin thinks he is incredibly lucky. Kaladin thinks he is the luckiest Bridgman alive. And so when Kaladin makes bets on what that river is going to be, Kaladin goes all in every time. Mm-hmm. Because Kaladin's okay. like, I'm the oldest bridge runner ever. I've been on the most bridge runs of all time. I'm the luckiest, so of course it's going to work in my favor. Meanwhile, Teft is like, I know he's not lucky, so I can win some some extra spheres from this. Okay. A little misplaced sure. confidence. There we go. That's, yeah, always, yeah. Always got to take advantage of misplaced confidence. I think that's smart. <laughs> but, okay, okay. But in all seriousness, Teft is here like, all right, we've got... You know, we could die any minute, <laughs> any of these days. We could just get taken by some arrows. We've got this. We've got this plan that would would really be useful if we could speed it up. We've got some questions like, how are we going to get out of these out of these chasms? I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna let Kaladin figure it out. <laughs> That'll be good. So he's got to figure it out at some point. Uh. Okay, yeah, yeah. Also, it's important to think, too, like, if Teft doesn't say anything, it sounds like no one really knows Kaladin's deal but Teft. And the survival rate for Bridgman is not very good. So if Teft dies before telling Kaladin the deal, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. It, like, you could have been the secret, Teft. You could have been the key that saved everyone. But you were just being a little coy about it. You were like, he's got to walk his own path. <laughs> I want to see his I want to see his face. It's about the when he figures it out. <laughs> it's about the journey, not the destination. Wait, waiting for <laughs> waiting for Christmas for this surprise. It's going to be nice. <laughs> right. Right. Either that or Teft is like, "Oh, all I've got to do is hang out in a high storm and I can get these cool powers. Ooh. Or maybe it's maybe it's like this is going to be this is going to sound random, but maybe it's like social security where the more you wait mm. to start drawing on that social security, the more you get. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like Kaladin's just building up his his power. You're saying Taft is being <laughs> a good financial advisor to Kaladin. Exactly okay right um probably not but maybe (laughs) probably not but maybe (laughs) big if true (laughs) um (laughs) let's can we stick with kaladin for a minute Mm -hmm. okay i want to jump ooh ahead in the book but back chronologically kaladin defeats a shard bear can't take the the sword sword killed all his friends can't touch it bad sword i i get that i i can hear a lot of like i'm sure a lot of people are pissed at him like come on you still got to take it i i get it you don't you don't want to touch that thing it killed all your buddies that's only half of the equation here Ooh. sure give the sword to whoever sword is evil sword causes people's eyes to shrivel up and die but the plate hmm plate never killed anybody right now just playing defense plates just playing defense and if i have plate i am like way better than everyone else and can like jump super high and dig latrine ditches super quick Ooh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'd love to get that plate though okay i the first thing is that I, w- I will say if he were to like say, okay, I want the plate, but n- not the sword, the same thing would have happened. Well, I don't know though, because my understanding was like, if Kaladin just straight up walked up and grabbed the sword and was like, yeah, it's mine. 
no one's going to be able to take that from him. Right. I think it would legitimately be his. Right. And even if even if it didn't like sync up to his life energy like it seems to at the end after Kaladin's friends all die to the Am Am Amaram or Amara whatever the general is of mm-hmm. Kaladin's army. Uh, even if it doesn't do that with Kaladin, he still has this sword that can cut through anything. So no one's going to walk up to him and be like, hey, give me that, Buster. <laughs> so I think if he just did that with the armor, I think if he just walked up and like started putting the armor on, n- nobody's going to... Well, actually, now that I say that, you have to have help to put the armor on. <laughs> True. But I, I imagine his buddies would help him. Yeah, a little bit. I just think if he suited up on the battlefield right there, I think, and had accepted it, I think, I don't think anyone, like, it would have gone the same way. Right. Okay. He would have had had to do some quick thinking to, but yes, I, I, I agree with you that you can accept the plate without, like, sacrificing morals. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is which is I miss like essentially I guess what he's doing by rejecting the sword. I th- I think I think it's also an emotional thing, and this is also I think part of the reason why he didn't really like spend a lot of time thinking about the consequences of his actions is like all of his best friends in the army just died really quickly, and the like these are people who he had projected his also dead brother onto. And so there's a lot of trauma that I think he is experiencing in that moment. And he's not really like, not really like critically thinking about the situation. He's just like emotionally reacting. I also think that given enough time, he, he would have done what Amaram had said, which is being like, actually, I'm going to take that. Because like, I get it with the with the like trauma that you're going through when you're making that initial decision. But I think if you if you think about it for a little bit, it's like, yeah, it's probably better to take the sword (laughs) just because of the the things that you can do with it. Things that things that you can do as a as a like person of elevated position. Also, uh, if you don't take that sword someone else is going to and kill more people than you are. So there's a lot of like logical reasons for him to take this sword that I assume that he would have caved to right. given enough time. So I, in this, like Amram's actually correct. <laughs> yeah. Like, as unfortunate it is to say that he is correct. I think, I think probably. Yes. I think it's also interesting. If you think like the parallel between Kaladin and his father with like his dad didn't really like his dad definitely deserved the spheres but he didn't really get them in like a legit way he just like stole them and the spheres i see the spheres as like similar to the shard plate and the shard plate whereas kaladin definitely earned the shard plate and shard blade like he did exactly everything he needed to do to get them and yet denied them it's kind mm-hmm. of like the opposite. The flip. Okay. Yeah, where Kaladin was like, no, even though I did, like, I followed all your rules and I, I won this really valuable prize, I, I'm not taking it. Um, and it's a big reversal, too, from, like, his initial dreams of going into the army. Because initially he wanted to go in the army because he thought there was a chance he could win shards and become a light eyes so that he could marry that girl that he really liked. And he was like, Oh, maybe that's why she wants me to go into the military. And then he like is presented that exact situation. And now he's like, no, I don't want it. Ah, man, just would have been great to take it. Yeah. It would have been really good to take it. Kaladin. You kind of effed up here. (laughs) It was, yeah. That's tough. Great move, though. Uh, very well, epic move. Incredibly mm-hmm. epic move. Uh, a lot of Kaladin is just, like, very epic. And I gotta say, I came down a little hard on Kaladin last episode. You did. Uh, you know, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he's great. Uh, I'm on board. He's convinced okay, me. Good. Good. The somebody who's not great and who hasn't convinced me though, Luke. This this fake ardent and his his plan to kill Yasna. Capsule. Capsule. Yes. Or however it's pronounced. Yes. His plan was to poison Yasna with a dusting of poison on bread that he brings for Shalan. And he's going to do this because he knows that Yasna doesn't like jam. And so all he has to do is put the antidote in the jam, make sure Yasna eats some of the bread, and then she's dead and nobody's the wiser. Why are we going to such extreme lengths here? This seems like it's way too complicated of a plan for what they're trying to accomplish. Okay. Like, as in, he should have just, like, stabbed her? Well, so his the goal is to kill Yasna. Right. Right. So, she's alone a lot. Um she sure she has this like powerful soul caster but it doesn't take as as an example sure it doesn't take a lot of time to stab someone especially if they don't see you coming um but also she probably eats other shit right (laughs) this is this is the thing that i was thinking like how many times are we gonna try it before moving on to a slightly different one Right, like, maybe we just find her favorite food. Right, like, why are we... If she denies bread, like, 15 times, first of all, that's insane. Secondly, like, I'm going to change my strategy. I'm not going to go, like, oh, let's do more. (laughs) Let's do more poison on the bread. Maybe she'll inhale this. (laughs) Yeah. it's just so ill-conceived the other thing about it which i think is wild is he is like offering to leave with shallan he's like i'll go like let's i'll renounce my vows and like leave with you when you go she was scheduled to leave two days before he did his last bread attack what's he gonna say if she says all right yeah come on is he serious like part of me thinks he might be serious like part of me thinks he actually might be in love with her and like would have left because the alternative is that he's like "Ooh, oh you actually do want me to go (laughs) oh right there's not really anything to gain anyway by like saying that saying that yeah and so it's it seems it's like it just seems like he made it way too complicated. It seems like he meant it at the end with Shalon. Mm-hmm. Yes. I do <laughs> I do think I do think that he made he's not a very good assassin, I would no. say. Or or not I think that he had one good idea and then like was like I I don't have anything else. <laughs> because the bread thing was kind of creative. Yeah, as a first try. It's a good first try. But <laughs> maybe he had this idea and he he told someone about it and they were like all about it. And like, that's a phenomenal plan. And he just like got caught up in that. No, 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 Luke. He told somebody about it and they're like, are you fucking stupid? Yasna doesn't eat jam or bread. That's never going to work. And he's like, oh, it'll work. And then he tried it the first time, didn't work. And he's like, I know what I need to do differently. Different jam. The thing that Yasna doesn't even eat. The the other crazy thing about this is, was he expecting to get away with it? I get the sense that he was. Otherwise, he would have just slit her throat while she was walking somewhere. Right. But like, (laughs) that's not going to... You're not going to get away with it <laughs> if she, like, dies after eating your bread. Yeah, because it is pretty quick, right? At least when it happens to him. I mean, that was like a 
higher dose and everything, but I I assume so. Okay. And it's not going to be like, Luke, I don't know. If you want to kill somebody, I just thought of, okay, Dan in two seconds thought of a way better plan that's simple and would accomplish the same thing. And I would get away with it scot-free. The, the, we are introduced to Yasna, the king, and Shalon. When the king's like, hey, Yasna, a big, huge rock fell out of the ceiling and almost crushed my granddaughter. Could you turn it to smoke? And Yasna's like, yeah, no problem. I got you. So apparently rocks just fall from the ceiling mm-hmm. at inopportune times. If I'm trying to kill somebody... And they're in these, like, palace. They're inside all day. I'm going to learn their route. They've got a routine. I'm going to weaken a rock above where they're where they're chilling. And then I'm just going to, like, uh, figure out a way to make the rock fall. Like, I'm going to, I don't maybe put a little uh, a little ice up there or or something. I'm going to I'm going to have some way to get a rock fall on, on them and smush them. Mm hmm. It's just like, there you go. Smoosh him with a rock. <laughs> there you go. I My theory is that Yasna knew that mm-hmm. he was trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she didn't like do anything about it. But denying bread like so many times. Am I, I, sorry, I keep coming back to this, but that's crazy to me. Well, and it's wild. It sounds like this bread is like, like it's not just a loaf of like wonder bread right Right. it sounds like it's like almost like sponge cake or like like some of those hawaiian dinner rolls that are so good Mm. see i hadn't paid attention to it i just assumed that it was good bread so i was imagine like like a like a crusty sourdough i think it was very soft it was like very soft and kind of sweet and so, change up your bread then that's actually a great point he's getting well the problem luke the problem is that he he's dusting it with this stuff and it comes from the same baker i i don't remember if the bakery or he was dusting it mm-hmm. with the flour and so you have to get it like you'd have to get another like bread that you could have dusted with flour Okay, which is a lot of them, though. It's most of them. Yeah, he should try. He should have tried a different bread. That was foolish. <laughs> that was foolish. Okay, this is, this is, we we probably talked too much about assassinating Yasna. But I, I think we need to stay on Yasna for a second. I have a question okay. about Yasna, and I think this is, this is kind of related to, in a lot of fantasy books. There is an archetype of a character that just like kind of knows everything that's going on. You know, like there's these plans that are going on around them and involve them. And it seems like they're kind of absent minded and busy studying, but they actually know all the background stuff that's happening. And I kept assuming that Yasna knew the soul caster was taken. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know about you the first time you read this, but when I when I was reading this, I was like, okay, Yasna definitely knows that her soul caster has been switched out and she's just trying to like test Shalon here. Like this is, mm-hmm. Yasna's got everything under control. She like knows what's going on and uh, it's all like a big plot that Yasna is like unraveling. And so it was a big surprise to me when Yasna was like, oh, you took my soul caster what what are you doing why did you do that right i yeah i think that i remember getting that vibe as well and i i guess i think i i appreciate the fact that you know yasna doesn't perfectly fit into this archetype right yasna doesn't know everything that's going on around her but at the same time she does fit into the archetype because it, it like you said earlier, it seems like she exactly knew what this guy was trying to do by poisoning her, especially when she asked specifically to like taste the jam or smell it. It sounds like she was testing it for poison or the antidote. She was testing it for the antidote. Um, 
and intentionally didn't eat any of it. She like smelled it and then wiped it off. Yeah. So I thought Yasna's character is very interesting. And I was a little, I was surprised, I think in a, in a good way. I was pleasantly surprised when she didn't actually know that the soul caster was, was missing. Yeah. I have to assume that she knew that it was missing, but just didn't know that Shalon had taken it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it really makes a difference in this case, but I, I assume that's what happened. Mm-hmm. First, before we get too far, we need to make a brief comment about Wit being Hoyd. Mm-hmm. Nice, very cool. We love that. I just think I just want to I just want to throw a nice here. That was nice. Okay, we enjoyed that. Uh, I want to talk about the old magic. Because we learn okay. a lot, actually, about the old magic in the intermission, as well as in this section with Dalinar. So it sounds like Dalinar went to, it was like the Night Witch or the Night Sister. Night the what? Or something. I think Night Mother. Night Mother. Something like, something like that. Dalinar goes to the Night Mother. And when you go, you get one wish, essentially. And the Night Mother will give you a boon and a curse. So, like, obvious... uh, We don't know what those are yet for Dalinar. Obvious guesses are, like, his curse is his wife. He can't picture her anymore. And his boon is, I don't know, maybe something to do with his son. Alternatively... And slightly more interesting is his boon was his wife being removed from his memory. And his curse was his son being given the the weakness. Was Raynar being given this like weakness that mm. seems to affect him. That's a that's another more slightly more interesting possibility. Uh I don't even wanna talk about those though. Okay. I wanna assume that his curse is the wife thing. I want to assume that his curse is that he can't remember his wife at all. And I want to talk about what do we think his boon was? Oh, you already know. I'm going to speculate about his boon. Okay, yes. I I know the, enough about these details that I will not speculate or, or confirm or deny anything that you say. Yeah, I, well, feel free, to, feel free to have fun with this one because I, I'm okay. sure that this is right. But so... If that's his curse, he had to ask for a boon. And the boon had to be somewhat, like, related to the curse. In my mind, they're kind of, like, related. Yeah, in my mind, it's like, uh, you know, I wish for my leg to stop hurting, and she, like, cuts off your leg. Right, right. It's kind of like a monkey's paw situation or, like, a genie. A a typical, like, genie situation where you have to be careful what you wish for because it's going to actually make your life worse for the most part but what if his boon was to just get like jacked out of his freaking mind he just wanted to be the most cut being in all of the galaxy (laughs) i'd like to go more specific actually i'd like you to get more specific i'd like you to i'd like you to go towards like he wanted calf implants (laughs) he's like i'm not getting enough definition down there when i run (laughs) he's like i do calf raises literally five times a week and see no improvement on these bad boys so i'm cheating i'm cheating i don't care (laughs) i'm cheating i can't it's worth it i don't know what the the curse is gonna be but whatever it is it's worth it because i need some sick calves that's the Mm -hmm. one part He's already jacked. Fair. He's already jacked, and his calves are his weak point. Right. You gotta. You gotta round it out. He's gotta round it or out. Or maybe. Or like maybe he's like I. You know I'm jacked, but I really hate leg day. I just want to keep, keep my leg muscles, but not have to do leg day. Right. So his boon, his boon was to never have to do leg day again. Right. But to be jacked out of his mind. To just be a swolopotamus. All right. Yeah. So 
that's what I man I'm bummed that you already read this book too because I was excited to talk about what his boon was I know oh I know. man well I mean we can still we can still speculate just know that it'll be mine will be wrong <laughs> but in a but hopefully funny well that's no fit that's no fun because mine could be right <laughs> that's true or that's or true. Ooh. maybe no here's here's my idea yeah I think that he used to not be able to handle spicy food, <laughs> but that's all you're allowed as a man. And he was like, I got, I got to figure something out. I keep ordering milk with my meals and I look like an idiot. And so I think his boon is, uh, you know, high spice to tolerance. Spicy food. Yeah. A high spice tolerance. Yeah. Okay. See, but Luke, Luke, I feel like the curse isn't proportionate to that like the obvious curse for that is like sure you can handle it going in Mm. Mm -hmm. and if the night mother didn't give him that as the curse then they're not doing their job properly you know what i mean right so yeah i uh we're we're gonna have to get back to some books that you haven't read before (laughs) that's true but my other my other option Mm -hmm. is actually for a curse okay and that's that his curse is that no colors look good on him, mm. which is why he's sticking to the codes of going like all gray. Oh, interesting. Well, no, he can wear his colors, right? His colors are like blue and white. Okay, true. So he can wear his yeah, colors, but maybe no other color looks good on him. Right. Like, like sure, you, like blue still makes your eyes pop, but like you look ridiculous mm-hmm. in green and red. Absurd. Ooh. Ooh, then what did he ask for to get that as his curse, Luke? <laughs> was he like, hey, can I get some Yeezy 3s? <laughs> but they only they only come in. <laughs> I think so. I think that's right. Yeah, that sounds about that sounds about right. That's a good wish. Also, real quick, this is just a a fun science fact that Daniel is gonna include in this episode because Ooh. One of the curses in the interludes, they're talking about the night mother and like the boons and curses. And they kind of explain what happens there. And one of the boons that somebody asks for is a bunch of expensive textiles because they need to sell them to uh, keep their family from starving. And so the curse that the night mother gives them is that they flip their vision upside down, which yeah, not not bad curse even if it stays that way however luke there have been several experiments done where somebody has worn glasses that do this that flip your vision upside down and when that happens your brain over time flips the image back the right way oh so and and maybe this is what he meant when he said you get used to it is that your brain will just take the image and flip it for you Hmm, that's cool. How long does it? How long does it take? I I don't know the details, and I would just be making something up. I think it's less than a okay. year, like it's weeks for your brain to flip it. Okay. Honestly, I'm kind of impressed that the people in this experiment wore them for that long. <laughs> well, Luke, this is pretty, some like psychology. Cool. This is some psychology grad student who has to do something. <laughs> that's a pretty good idea. It worked out. It, it really well, okay well, since we're here i don't know if they they said more but the person that asked for textiles to sell is like you cut out the middleman yeah <laughs> i i'm 100 percent with you on this i was like why not just get the cash what are we doing here <laughs> what maybe that's that's how he avoided a curse maybe maybe the night mother doesn't keep a lot of cash on hand as just like an on principle mm. thing, right? No one pays with no one pays with cash anymore, so like you don't have change. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it would be really inconvenient. She'd have to go to the bank and like, oh, yeah. And uh, I actually, now that I think about it more, I don't know if it's Night Mother. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it is. <laughs> I think Night Mother is from a video game. I think it might be from Skyrim. <laughs> it very well might be from Skyrim. If anyone can confirm that for me, that would be great. <laughs> it's super cool. Thanks, guys. You all know who we're talking about. Yeah, hopefully. Okay. Yeah, so 
definitely get at us about the the name of this woman that does all the magic uh if if you want to reach us if you're a new listener maybe you're coming from the brandon sanderson subreddit we are like i said on twitter at dc to bc we've got a facebook page don't call it a book club uh and we have a subreddit for the podcast r don't call it a book club we get a lot of good discussion there so if you want to join the subreddit, uh, we, we check that weekly uh, for every uh, episode that we're doing, and usually more often than that. So that's, that's a good place to, to pose theories for the, for the chats, too. Um, and, you know, Luke and I are going to be back next week with plenty more hot takes. More dumb nerds. <laughs>